Let's get it popping. I forgot the words. <laughs> Very fitting. <laughs> today is or today. Yesterday was the soup. Wait, what the hell? No, so two days ago was the Super Bowl, and I'm um, like still. still no, it was because I watched it yesterday, so I'm still like it's still still in my head. Yeah, I watched yeah. it again today to be fair, just to refresh my memory. Yeah, I watched it twice too, yeah. and I've got and when when I watched it twice, I've got like a few more thoughts. So. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. just have that introspective, retrospective. I don't know what I'm using, but yes, good on you. <laughs> <I think. laughs> um, so before we get started, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm actually really, really well. I feel really positive today. I don't know why, but I'm good. How about you? How are you feeling? I mean, probably not as positive, but you know, <laughs> everyone has those down days. But yeah, um, but it's nice that you're feeling positive, though. It's nice when someone's feeling uplifted. It, it beats. I mean, I feel like I'm always feeling very good. At, so today, even though it's raining as well, it's been an okay day. I'm not mad at it. So. Uh, the rain actually automatically just brings it down. Yeah, the mood, isn't it? I agree. Yeah. And also, I don't know, do you leave a car outside? Yeah, so like my, um, there's a drive in front of my house. So like, it's just in the rain pretty much. There's no like, there's no yeah. garage or anything. No, but I was going to say, because in the morning, because I, I start early in the mornings and my mm. car is just icy. I have to like, oh. defrost it and stuff and it's just yeah. so annoying. Like, it takes up time. Like, I'm already late. You know, so I'm a late person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'm really late and I have to sit there and wait for it to be ice. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, I can imagine it. it adds on time, innit? Because no one isn't um, thinking that it's going to, you know, that the car's going to be icy. No one's like, oh, yeah, someone's going to be icy. So let me just prepare the the, the ice or No. But yeah, so yeah, I have to like ice it every morning. So that's not, it's not the highlight of my day. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. But it is well, shall Yes. So, hi everybody. Welcome to the Rated Podcast, the podcast where we speak about all things music and popular culture related. I'm Carl CNN, and I'm Olivade. And today we are giving an overview slash review slash overview again of the Super Bowl, <laughs> and yeah, just commentary on the Super Bowl and some other things related to that. So, yeah, Super Bowl 2022. Um, it was interesting because it was a Collaborative effort between Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, 50 Cent, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. So that already, I'm out of breath from saying all their names because... Mate, it was the list, the roster was too big. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I don't know, I feel like they usually do with quite a few people, but this seemed a bit like more, more people than you, I'm used to, I guess I would say. But mm. Yeah. I mean, that's one of my biggest takeaways from it is I think... I think I'm more so I enjoy more when there's one person performing like a one headliner mm. um, like Beyonce for example or mm. um, Michael Jackson or Prince there was just one of them like so they had like a whole set they had like a whole thing to like do what they wanted if they had a whole 13 minutes to do what they wanted yeah and I feel like feel like sorry all the people that performed at this year's Super Bowl they all could have had their own Super Bowl that makes sense like they're all legend- legendary in their own right mm. So I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like it was a bit annoying that they were just limited to one song or two songs. I know what you mean, to be fair. Like, I think coming into it, I was thinking, oh, like, one song. And obviously, remember we heard, so apparently Mary J. Blige was only allowed to perform one song. So that mm-hmm. caused, like, a lot of, not, I mean, not con- controversy, but, like, a lot of stir on the internet because everyone was like, oh, what song she should, should she perform? And, like, most people said Family Affair has to be one of them, which made sense. So... Yeah, I think going into it, I was like, hmm, like, one or two songs, like, each, I'm assuming, that's not really enough. Because, as you said, they could have all, like, done it, headlined it themselves. Like, Eminem, yeah. Dr. Dre is a producer and a musician. Obviously, I feel like he would have definitely pulled people into it anyway. But, apparently, Jay-Z and is, like, the one, and Rock Nation are the ones that kind of organise the Super Bowl performances now. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> I guess that's why we went down this like Dr. Dre direction. But I'm not mad at his choice of like people. And I think all the artists like kind of related in one way. I'm sure Dr. Dre produced for all of them, including Mary J. Budge. So yeah. yeah. I mean I'm I'm not mad at the artists. I think what I'm mostly mad at is the fact that I just I just don't, I feel like some of them didn't choose the right songs. Like mm-hmm. the songs that they chose were just like 
like they have hits between them they have hits but i feel like they just didn't choose the hits for example mary sang um family affair mm-hmm. but then she went to no drama and i was just like that's not really a i don't know i just it wasn't really a super bowl song <laughs> yeah low-key like, like i don't know what she was kind of con- trying to convey from going in from family affairs and no drama but what i what we discussed anyway i know we spoke about this before but i would have preferred as a consumer for her to do the intro to all night long so the yeah. dance that she does because that's like, iconic in itself you know what i mean everyone loves the dance and like go mary like that would yeah, have been the, a yeah, good exactly. intro then take that into family affair and then maybe if you're gonna like do another song i would have said just fine because every auntie and their grandma loves that song as well i was literally gonna say so she should so instead of going into no more drama she should have gone into a more upbeat song and that would yeah. be either real love or like just fine yeah, it, even Real Love is true. Anything, like, just a bit more, you know, because Real Love is not too slow, it's, like, mid-tempo. So, yeah, exactly. I get you. It seemed a bit anticlimactic to me. It was. and But the thing is, I, I can't take away, like, she performed it really well, and her vocals yeah. were actually on point. Um, and I loved, like, that she she went a bit, do you know that, like, she went a bit crazy <laughs> at the end. <laughs> Which was, like, <laughs> snapping her head. <laughs> and she dropped on, like, the... Um, yeah, but I love that. Though. I love the, like... I love the like, what's it called? Like the the passion. Yeah. Um, I just didn't think it was a Super Bowl song. I mean, yeah. it could have been if it was like a whole set, but like for two songs, I feel like mm, it didn't really go, in my opinion. That's the thing. You know what I wish celebrities would do more often? I feel like they would. I wish they would include like their fans in a lot of the things that they do in terms of like selection. So if they like had done a poll, like what yeah. song do you want to hear like Mary J. Blige, um, Eminem, Dr. Dre, and Snoop Dogg perform? Then I feel like the fans would in would like kind of you know show what they would like to hear more and i think most people would have chosen like what i like what we just discussed like more upbeat like classic songs obviously no drum is one of her biggest hits but as you said if she did a whole 12 minutes by herself then i would expect her to sing that in there but mm-hmm. yeah but it, it, overall i think it was good um just sorry, go back to the... sorry, go oh, no, no, i was just gonna say like because just staying on that point yeah. even snoop dogg he could have sat he didn't even sing like dropping like his heart and I was just yeah, like, low key. I was like, oh, okay, but you know what? I guess because it was Doctor Dre's show, I, I can see the thought behind it because he did the songs that he has with Doctor Dre. So yeah, in my head it made sense. But at the same time, I was like, there wasn't enough time for everybody to do their own thing and songs that we all love from them individually more so, just yeah. the time cap. But I guess they did what they could. But from the beginning, what did you think of like the intro, like Doctor Dre like rising up out of the ground and Snoop Dogg? With his, I liked his paisley like fit. Can't like I know it's okay. like gang bang he's a crip, but I would wear something like that. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? Yeah, I'm intrigued to like find your views on. Okay, the... so I actually really like. Okay, so one of my favorite things about the performance was I, I really liked the set, and people keep like I've seen online that people are saying that it was like really simple and like mm. trash, but I really liked it. Like it just it was like a whole vibe to me. But um, yeah. I liked. I liked the way Dr. Dr. Dre came out, to be honest. And I liked Snoop Dogg's outfit. It was very colourful and bright. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was a bit disappointed about the outfits that, like, Dr. Dre and Eminem were wearing. It was just like, you could have wore something different. <laughs> not just black, sorry. I mean, I know it's not about outfits, but, like, it was just like, they just wore black. And I was just... I, at, least, <laughs> at, least, at least Snoop Dogg, like, pushed the boat out a little bit. <laughs> and yeah. Mary's outfit was kind of cool, too. But, yeah, that's just my my thing, I think. But, um, yeah, I really liked the set, and I really liked how Dr. J came in. And I liked that... I kind of liked that they started with Dr. J and Snoop Dogg. Mm. Um, and I liked that Mary was in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did it one well. thing I don't like it, and I really don't get it, and honestly, 50 Cent didn't need to be there. <gasps> <laughs> Do you think so? It just why is it was just yeah. why was he there? And when he was hanging down upside down, yeah, he looked like he was struggling. Nah, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> One thing I saw, I said it to my brother, and then I was like to him, "Fifty cents looking like seventy-five cent now because he's looking very big. Like, what's going on?" He was he's bulky. <laughs> he has put on weight. I mean, I can't talk because obviously everyone has in the pandemic, well, like you know, last two years. But he's looking very hench. I was like, right, like, was he okay upside down for like however long? Because he must Ooh. have been there for time, like just yeah. <laughs> hanging there. But um, I just don't think I don't know. Like, it just seemed a bit random that he was there. Like, because you know what it is, yeah, because there was already so many performers already on the headlining thing. Yeah, but it was just like, why did you need to add another one? You know what? I know what you mean to be fair. I guess he was like the surprise guest, but it made sense again because I've because I've like I know like about Dr. Dre and like obviously like when we were um 
in primary school for example, 150 Cent came out in 2003 or whatever officially. I think at that point, like, Dr. Dre had like Eminem, like he obviously had collaborated with Snoop Dogg, who was on his record label, I believe. And then <clears throat> 50 Cent came out and was, no, they had like a, you know, collaborative thing going on. So I guess it, it made sense in terms of like people that Dr. Dre associates himself with coming out, you know, and, and everyone was connected in a way. So, but then someone said, um, no, the game said, well, someone said no, that the game should have been there too. And I was like, um, yeah, okay, I see that. I, I, yeah, you know, if you want to bring 50 Cent out, then I guess you can bring the game up. But I don't think they're friends, so I guess it wouldn't have made sense because they wouldn't have wanted to like perform their hits together because I don't think they're caught at the moment. So, yeah, bit of a bit of a dizzy, I would say. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just because I'm not like the biggest 50 Cent fan, only because like the way he is on socials and stuff. <laughs> you know, I, I like him because I feel like he's so messy and it's so funny. He's very messy, <laughs> he's, so messy. <laughs> he's very messy. He's like. One of those guys that just chats bare. Chats too much. Chats yeah. too, too much. Um, but moving on, I think I would say that one of my... Oh, the highlight, I think, for me was... I actually think Kendrick Lamar, like, smashed it. Like, smashed it. Like, okay, so... Okay, so one of my... Okay, when I, when I was making the list of, like, what I liked and what I disliked about it, one of the yeah. things I disliked or was comparing to other Super Bowls was that I just felt like it was lacking, like, choreography mm. and, like... Like a whole, because you know, like normally the performers, they'll they'll have like a dance routine, or they'll mm-hmm. have like dances behind them, or like like backing dancers basically. And there was dancers on the floor in front of yeah. them. Yeah. But um, like each of the artists didn't have their own like backup dancers and didn't have their own choreography. If that makes sense. Mm. I think Mary J. Blige, Blige had a little bit. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, so, yeah. so when it came to Kendrick there, and I saw that he had like dancers around him, and he was literally hitting the choreo. It wasn't much, but like it was so synchronized, and like it kind of reminded me of when. Beyonce performed Formation at, um, was it two years ago, 2019? Wait, where? You know when she performed Formation at the Super Bowl? Oh, sorry, with like Bruno, Bruno and Coldplay? Yeah, but it reminded me of that performance. Oh, you know when she, when so she was performing Formation? 2016, sorry. 2016. Oh, 20, wow, that, where, where did time go? <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Jesus, I said 2019. I don't, it seems like it was that like, recent though, isn't it? I get what you mean. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so his performance reminds me of her performance of Formation because it was, like, political as well. And it was, like, it, was just, it just looked very similar. And, like, the synchronisation was, was similar as well. But, like, I just think he really smashed it out of the park. And what, what I was missing from, apart from Mary, I think, um, I was missing, like, them actually, like, you know, like, an actual performance, like, them performing. performing. Yeah. Most of them, like, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre and Eminem, they were just rapping, like, standing there rapping, basically, like, not doing much. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Kendrick came out and was doing like a whole performance, I just really like, I really liked it. It was the highlight for me, I think. Bro, you know what's so funny? We have some similar opinions and we don't ever discuss these things beforehand. So like the no, fact you said that, he was the highlight of the performance for me too. I literally thought the aesthetic was nice. I liked the black fit and then the dancers had like blonde hair and like, sorry, mm. yeah, blonde hair and blonde beards and moustaches, which I think went well with like the black fit. And as you said, he was busting a little move. Obviously he's not a dancer like that, I don't think. But it's nice to see. Like, he was moving. Yeah, nice to see a rapper move and stuff. Like Snoop Dogg was doing. He's a, you know he's an uncle. He dances anyway. So, he's <laughs> and Dr. Dre was he was doing one chest distant one. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that was it. I was even surprised he even moved. Cause I was like, I would never imagine Fifty Cent do anything like that. So, in fact, Dr. Dre did. I was like, oh, I swear down. But yeah, Kendrick was. It was good. It felt like a concert. I felt like I was watching mm-hmm. him perform like one of his. And I have seen him in concert, and it was really good. So I'm not surprised to be fair. And I like. I think he worked with what he could in terms of like he did the intro to um mad city um <clears throat> which is called mad city love the song as well and then he went into all right which i think was really good um as, he made some good choices i think yeah he had only like one obviously one and a half songs so he he utilized it and i think he chose two of the best songs like if he wasn't going to do that i don't know if he would do like loyalty but rihanna wasn't going to be there so it wouldn't make sense so yeah he he did a good job with that so i agree he was a stand-up for me too i was really I think it was overall, yeah, like a good performance um, collectively. But as you said, like, like there was it was missing a choreography element. And sorry, you mentioned the set. I forgot to comment on that. Yeah, I thought the set was cool. It reminded me of like, you know, like dolls. Yeah, and you have like different houses and stuff, like a doll collection. You have like this is the mansion room, and this is this and that. It reminded me of like a yeah. a, a doll set house kind of thing with different mansiony rooms. And I thought that was cool. To be fair, I think it was cool. Yeah, it was yeah, a good concept. And it was different as well, a different concept than we're usually accustomed to. Um, but going back to like the performance of Kendrick, I, I, I wanted to make a point of like, 
kind of I was just thinking in my head when I was look when I was watching it that that's what kind of separates the old generation of rappers to the new school generation yes. of rappers. Because yeah. like the new generation of rappers, they actually perform and they actually hit choreo. Mm-hmm. And but like the old school rappers, like that would they would never, <laughs> never, exactly. like, never, like, never. Yeah, it's true. You know what's so funny? Even in just you saying that, I was one of the things I wanted to say, but I forgot as well. It's true. I think the old school rappers are set in their ways essentially. So like you know, Snoop Dogg will give us a little bit of a crip walk and a little bit of an uncle shuffle. But that's but the it. new school rappers like will dance. Like I'm so surprised when I see some of them moving because I'm like, I feel like most people would cuss and say like, "What are you dancing for?" Kind of thing. You know what I mean? Because even like P yeah. Diddy, for example. Puff Daddy, Daddy, Brother Love, whatever his name is at the moment, he used to like dance in the videos, and I remember he used to get a lot of like flack and cuss, um, cuss because it because it wasn't a thing then, but it's a thing now. Like yeah, <laughs> even the female rappers are like hitting choreo. It's like it's like a, a thing now, and I like it because it's like a, a proper performance mm-hmm. rather than you just standing just there, standing there rapping basically. But um, I agree, I'm here yeah. for Water Venus. So I guess we, what about Eminem? What did you think about his? I know you said spoke about what he was wearing, but. In terms of the song choice, I think also, sorry, what he was wearing, I feel like it was an ode to 8 Mile, because I feel like he was wearing that kind of a similar fit. In the... Oh, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I okay, that makes sense now. now. Yeah. But what did you think sense. about the performance? What, if you like would have chosen another song for him to perform or, or a different um, song, do you say? I think One Shot was cool. Mm. It was a good choice. That's one of his most famous songs, because of 8 Mile. Um, uh, But also, like, I feel like, again, one song, it was just like, really <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like because there's so many like these artists like whoever's whoever's on that stage at that time they were they all have like hits like they have many songs to their name so mm. it's kind of sad to see them just like um i don't know like force not force what's the word like brand down to just do one song like it's just i don't know it's really sad to see because i think apart from, like, i'll get back to eminem but like i think kendrick could have like headlined the whole thing yeah, he could have as well, to be fair. Like, I'm not gonna lie. It wouldn't have it would and even though he's been out for what officially like almost ten years now, actually. Yeah, he's got enough like songs and hits, I think, to even to headline it, I think. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, apart from that, I think um Eminem did a good job. I liked that he took a knee. Apparently he he was told not to before mm. Did you see that? Yeah, I was told he yeah, I heard that sorry that he wasn't he was told not to. But you know, Eminem's a rebel anyway, like he told him not to do something. He's gonna, gonna do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what they thought they were going with that because it, just by telling him no, he's gonna do it. So he's gonna do it exactly. And also, um, but he was like down on his knee for time. Like, I was you... about to say that he was there for he was down for long, innit? It was actually <laughs> for long. Like someone else started singing, and he was just still there. I was like, okay, cool. But I liked that he did it though. It's kind of nice to yeah to see that someone's like still like thinking about it because obviously, obviously, um. Most as we know, some artists turned down the whole Super Bowl performance because of that thing. So yeah, it's nice to see that someone's still recognizing it. I appreciate the fact that he did it so because it means he's in sort solidarity with like his brethren, and I feel like he is somebody who, I mean, I would say he's not taken from black culture, but he's involved in black culture as a rapper. He's definitely involved in black culture. Yeah, and I feel like he respects it, and him doing that was quite a big. Thing. I feel like he, I don't know if he's got any flack for it, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know if he's got any flack for it, but I feel like he probably won't. If I mean, I, d- I haven't seen anything, I've just seen that people were saying that he was told not to. Yeah. Um, but that's all I've seen, really. Yeah, same. But I feel like if it was anybody else, I'm not gonna lie, like if Snoop Dogg did that, or Dr. Dre, I feel like they would have been a whole different thing. But it's true. that's why we like having allies, because it means that, you know, they can do things that maybe not everybody else can do, and and this goes back to what I was saying about like allies. It was probably not on the podcast, but I think it was to you personally. <laughs> but about, about allies, um, allies who genuinely mean it or like genuinely like are allies, basically. And I think Eminem is one of them. So it's kind of no, nice to see. I agree. Um, another thing I noticed during the performance, um, I think just after Eminem's segment, they zoomed back into like the bit where they want to talk on stage after Mary, and I can't remember the order. I think it was. Dr. Dre, Snoop. Anyway, whatever. After Eminem finished lose his, um lose yourself, um Anderson Pat was playing the drums. <laughs> Did you see him? Anderson Pat. Yeah, I saw. He was just that was so random. <laughs> I was just like, huh? But again, he's got an affiliation with like the West Coast and Dr. Dre too. So then I was like, oh okay. So it made sense. But when the camera zoomed in, I was like, isn't that Anderson Pat? But I know Yeah, I know that he um he can play he's got he can play mad instruments by the way. I, I saw him in concert. 
um years ago and he can play the drums he can play the piano he can play the guitar and like he was playing the drums and rapping at the same time at his concert and i was like that kind of coordination is actually out of this world yeah but... and he's, he's doing a um, versus with anthony hamilton i think no 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 no, no. who was doing the verse no music i saw something music soul child and okay, anthony hamilton okay. the oh that's it sorry why did i say okay i thought it was anthony. i think because of the name because of the anthony, yeah anthony. yeah i think that's what it was yeah okay forget forget what i said he's the one that um sorry the one in the silk sonic with bruno yeah 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 so that was random, but pretty cool. And what else did I notice? Dr. Drake can play the piano. I mean, he's a producer, so I'm not surprised. But kind of talk I didn't know that either, no. Yeah, I think I forget sometimes, because I guess producers, like, obviously produce songs. So a lot of the time they can play instruments and not just make beats, because obviously beats are made from, like, these different instruments sometimes. So that made sense. But I liked that he was playing a tribute to... That song was a two-pack song, I Ain't Mad At You. Um, also got the same beat as, like, the same instrumental as... That song by Black Street, Don't Leave Me, Girl. Don't Leave Me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same as that, yeah. So I like that too. But um, yeah, it was pretty. But what did you think of Eminem's performance? Yeah, I think it was good. I think Lose Yourself made sense. Um, The political stance in terms of the one, the standing on the knee, taking the knee, sorry, was cool. I appreciate that. And if any other songs would I... I don't know. Like, I, if I would have wanted to see, like, a whole thing from him. Because I really like his funny songs. Like, um, Real Slim Shady, um, yeah. Just Lose It. Like, the quirky songs when he would be doing dumb stuff in the videos. So I like those songs. So, obviously, this was quite a serious performance. So And I'm um, not afraid. Like, Love the Way You Lie. There's a lot of songs that I think I would have liked to see him perform. So, as you said, like, they could have all done it separately. But I would have liked to see a bit more of the fun Eminem. Cause I really learned. I think as a child, I liked fun Eminem and even um, Stan with Dido. To be fair, oh, I would have yeah. liked to see hear like those kind of things. But obviously, there wasn't. I think, I think I'm the same because I was. I, I'm definitely not like the biggest Eminem fan, but mm. I do like his. I like his funny songs. I like his like quirky songs, like you said, mm. um, and I also like his his collaborations, like "Love the Way You Lie" and "Don't Want to Die." Yeah. So yeah, I would love to see those ones too. Um, but I think I I, did, I still think it's a, a good choice to be honest for his one song. To be honest, because like that's yeah. his the song that he's really uh, actually probably not known for, but like I don't know. I, I guess what what's the song that what would you say is the song that he's known for? Probably, probably Stan. Yeah, you know what? I think you're yeah one of those two. I think either Stan or um Lose Yourself. To be fair, because I think Eight Mile was a big thing. I'm not gonna lie, I've never watched Eight Mile before, so I don't know, Sha. But uh, I don't think I did either. So <laughs> yeah, but I just remember it being a big thing back then in the early 2000s so yeah i think he chose a good song because besides when i think of eminem i think of you better use yourself in the middle yeah <laughs> yeah i guess probably or the real sim shady i think yeah that too but then that's a very yeah. like jokey song so i can't imagine him taking a knee after like performing that because it's just that's true and he's probably like yeah like, how, how old is he now it's probably like 40 yeah, in his forties, probably almost fifty. Yeah. I'm sure, if he's not fifty already, yeah, he's a big man now. I mean, yeah, bigger, bigger man. Cool. Yeah. So, apart from Eminem, did you like Dr. Dre's performance? Because obviously he was like, I can't. I, I feel like he was the one that was like holding it together. Yeah, he did. Because yeah. he was connected. He was he was connected to like all of them. I think. Yeah. And he was like he was the one that transitioned between each performance. So, um, <clears throat> what did you think of his performance? Um, I liked it to be fair. It reminded me of like being younger. My brother like likes rap music. So when my sister was blazing R and B that I picked up on, the rap songs I liked tend to be old because of my brother. So a lot of like Dr. Dre, Jay Z, DMX, that kind of thing. So as soon as I heard, yeah, yeah, it brings back memories, like nostalgic feeling as well. Yeah, so I I enjoyed it to be fair. I think it was good. And then um, when he performed Still Dre with Snoop, I liked that. And I also found out that. Um, Jay Z wrote like most of that song. Oh, really? So the last song, yeah, that he performed with Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Z wrote that. I think he wrote the hook and he wrote most of Jay's lyrics in the song. I was surprised, and I saw a clip of Jay Z in the crowd rapping along, and Beyonce was there and some other lady. So I was like, oh, okay, so that makes sense. Like I can kind of imagine Jay Z kind of rapping along to the song now. Now that I think about it, but um, yeah, yeah. interesting. But yeah, what did you think about? Dr. Dre's before. I actually was pleas- pleasantly surprised because when, when I first heard the, the lineup, 
I wasn't very, I wasn't the most excited if I'm honest. Mm. I was just like, mm, okay, you know. Normally when I hear like the headline of Super Bowl, I'm like, I get really excited because I want to see it. And this time I wasn't really that excited to to watch it to be honest because I just thought it was just I just thought like they just bring so many people to, together just to because they couldn't find anyone if that makes sense. <laughs> so um, I because that's what they did for um when Maroon Five performed. No, because basically everyone said no, so it's like oh. They just asked Maroon Five and they said yes. So, <laughs> um, and also like I think that happened with uh, someone else. But anyway, it was just that whole thing where people were just saying no to the Super Bowl. So all the recent like performances were, were kind of random. Um, but anyway, so I thought that it wasn't going to be that great in my eyes, but I was pleasantly pleasantly surprised at how well Dr. Dre did and how like nostalgic it made me feel and like I was actually like singing along and I also liked the way that he was like like I said before he was connecting all of the artists together and I think he he really sounded good and he looked like he was having fun and enjoying himself (laughs) so that's nice to see he didn't look like he was like I don't know you know when um performers are a bit too like focus on the performance he looked yeah. like he was like, there having fun like when he did that little chest game, <laughs> I was yeah like, i was so surprised <laughs> he did that i was like so when i you know got dr dre to bust a little crumb <laughs> like, yeah i was i was pleasantly surprised i think he did a good job to be honest me too i agree i think it was good overall it was as, as you said i wasn't really like i was thinking how's this gonna look like as a collective but it was well put together they did a good job and as you said he was like the one kind of the glue that held them all together essentially and um, he's produced a lot of songs for most of the artists there, to be honest. Puffy and, Kent, I guess. Yeah, and um, and sorry, what's the song for Mary? Family Affair by Mary. He produced. So, yeah, he's the glue, and he did a good job. Um, one thing though, you know, just before, like when Janae, <laughs> when Janae Aiko was introduced, they had the camera on the country singer. I forgot her name, Mickey something. Oh, Mickey, I saw that. And I was, I like, was like, huh? I was just like, you lot just. Rude. Had one. They didn't even like so rude. They like <laughs> at all. I know that they're both like technically light skinned to some degree, but Jenny Aiko is clearly like black and Asian, and Mickey appears to be either mixed race or black and or black or light skinned black. So I was like, okay. But like speaking that. of that though, that's one of the things that I loved about this Super Bowl was that like how black it was. Mm, like it was basically every performer apart from Eminem was black. Like. It was really nice to see. Yeah, you know, like for the last, because oh sorry, the last Super Bowl. Oh, that was the weekend. Okay, so not that one. No, I guess. <laughs> no, I guess. No, yeah, I guess. But I don't know. I just felt. I just felt like a really like black event to me mm. watching it. I don't know why, but it just felt really nice. So um, yeah, I was happy about that, and um, I think that maybe. Do you think that they were like confusing Janae and Mickey? Or do you think that they, like, genuinely just made a mistake? Oh, I think they generally made a mistake confusing them, if that's a blend of, like, your question. But um, I think it's one of those things where the camera person was just focused on the wrong person. So they just didn't know who to turn to, I think. And it was just like, you should know who you're going to be focusing on. Because obviously the camera was like, it was they were announcing, oh, Janine Aiko to sing America the Beautiful. And then the camera's still on Mickey. I'm like, <laughs> did she change? Did she morph her face? I was like, this isn't Janae Aiko. I was very confused. But yeah, I guess genuine mistake anyway. I'm sure they've got enough flack for it now. So if they didn't apologise, they should have. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of Janae Aiko, I-, I loved her performance. Her voice was just like, like butter. And you know, I, I, I'm a Janae stan. I know you're not. But <laughs> really, it was just so soothing and just so nice. I loved her little, like, end like her rift at the end just really like yeah it was nice to be fair I even I was surprised when I heard it I was like oh she really sounds really angelic and I like that she likes a harp <laughs> she loves a harp she loves it does it complements her voice though because it's like light and airy like a harp so I guess I see that but you know she sounded really good I like that they had um her and her to sing America the Beautiful and Mickey to sing the anthem it was different but yeah you're right it was quite a black event <laughs> yeah, it was it very it really was speaking of mickey though i've i'm not familiar familiar with her at all i don't even know i didn't know who she was yeah before i watched but i think she did a really good job she um, did. yeah 
there was a few things that I didn't like. I didn't like how she ended it. It was just that one note at the end. It was just like, mm, okay. But um, apart from that, I think she did a really, really good job. Um, and it kind of made me intrigued to hear like some of her songs to see what she normally sounds like. Yeah. Um, but um, and also I think that she, her breath control was just amazing. Yeah, it was really good to be honest. Because that's one thing I think with the 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 national anthem, you definitely need breath control. Mm-hmm. Just when you get towards the um the end. I think, even if it's one note, I know you say you like the one note, but yeah, I feel like they usually hold the land of the free and the home of the brave bit. So yeah, yeah you gotta I, have I didn't it. like the brave bit. Yeah, it was it wasn't very. I've heard better. <laughs> I was I think I was basing it on what I've heard before, because um, you know you know like a lot of artists they do it differently in it, like mm. they do their own version or their own rendition, um, and I just didn't like the end bit. But apart from that, I liked everything else. Yeah. So. I think she played it safe and I don't I'm not mad at her because if she tried to do something and it didn't go according to plan, e.g. Fergie, um, then <laughs> you know, well the internet would be an uproar. So sometimes I think it's okay to be simple with it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking about like performances of the national anthem that haven't been that great because they've been trying to do too much. So Yeah, I mean uh Fergie definitely is one of them. Yeah, definitely. Um, but that's not even because she was doing too much. I guess it was she was doing too much, but it was like at the same time it was like her voice just wasn't it wasn't it. <laughs> it wasn't it. Yeah. Um, but so speaking of national anthems, I think I want to keep it specific to like the Super Bowl ones you've seen. Like, what are some of your faves? Um, I think in terms of my faves, so Brandy did one like a couple of weeks ago, um, and I really liked it. It was really nice. Um, I think Whitney Houston's is one of the best ones generally i think most people based hers of like the she's like the blueprint of national she's like the number one yeah do you know why that is because i watched it today just before we recorded um and apparently like do you know the reason why it was regarded so highly is it because she didn't sing it like conventionally like well that was one of the reasons but one of the other reasons was that at that at that specific time the america was going there was in a war with it was like the persian war or something oh okay um so like it kind of like you know, they were talk, they were singing about the troops. They kind of like fit in with the whole whatever the what the nation was going through. Mm. So people were like really like connected to it. And also, yeah, like you said, it was one of the first times that the national anthem was sung in like a like in that sort of like rendition. Mm. So that's why it's regarded so highly. And also, did you know that was re- it was re released for the September 11th attacks, 9 11 attacks as well. Mm. So that's like how many years? Like Ten years after. So, mm. So it's definitely regarded as like it's like it's up there as one of the the most highly regarded national anthem performances. And I watched it just before, and actually, it was actually really good. Like her voice is just amazing. Yeah, definitely like top tier. Like most people will probably say that is one of their faves as well. And I think one honorable mention to Aaliyah's one, I really liked it. And I think a lot of people give her flack or gave her flack and say that she doesn't have a very strong voice, but hers was actually really clear. And I think it was powerful when it needed to be. And yeah, one of my favorites as well. So yeah, what about you? Favorite national anthem renditions? So one of my favorites is um, Beyonce's one at the two thousand and four Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah, have you watched? Have you seen that one? Um, solo. Yeah. Okay, because there's one of Destiny's Child. Oh no, she was solo. Oh, it was she was solo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Two thousand and four. It was just so good. I think she just she just sounded so amazing, and it was just when you watch it back, you, you just think that was like before she was this mega legendary star. Mm. And I just, I liked her rendition because I liked the, uh, see, when I was talking about the end, I was comparing it to that because I loved the ending of Beyonce's one. Because mm. she she really just took it there, like, um, and she did, like, um, she said, a home of the brave, and then she was, like, the brave at the end. But then she did it, like, in a specific way that I really liked. Um, so, yeah, that's one of my favourites. I also like, uh, I would definitely say Winnie Houston as well, just up there. Mm. Um also, Jennifer Hudson did one. I can't remember what year it was. But it was around the time... I think she... Around the time she probably just won American Idol, but a few years later, maybe. She didn't win American Idol. Huh? Oh, yeah, she didn't win. Well, she almost won. <laughs> she didn't almost win either. She was, she was kind of... Fantasia won that year. Yeah, but she but she was second, wasn't she? No, she wasn't second either. I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know what's so funny? So, random... That year, yeah, I remember like watching American Idol that year, and obviously Fantasia won. 
Um, some other like black lady, I think I believe, came second. She had short hair too. Jennifer came like six or seven, I think, fifth, six or seven. Oh my so, god! Uh, honestly, this whole time I thought it was Fantasia and Jennifer. And no, no, you know, but they were on the same season, yeah, and that's how she, I guess, came into the limelight. And then when she came out with in Dream Girls, that's when she blew up. So, yeah, random wow. facts. But yeah, sorry, continue. I Jennifer. didn't even know that. Um. So yeah, it's probably it's probably after Dream Girls actually. So I'm guessing 2006, 2007. Mm. Um. But yeah, her version was really good. And you know, normally like Jennifer's in, like she can really shout. Yeah, <laughs> but this time I think she like this time she really kept it under control. So I really liked the fact that she did that. Um, and I'm trying to think of any others that I've liked connected with. Mariah Carey did one, I think, at the Super Bowl one time. Can't remember what year, mm. but I haven't seen it for a while. But I can't I can't remember if that's good or not. But I'm guessing it will be because it's Mariah Carey. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, apart from that, I don't think I've really watched that many others. Like, who performed the National Anthem last year? To be honest, I can't remember. Like, I feel like I don't remember. I even forgot Lady Gaga did it because when we were talking about this, I was like, oh, like Lady Gaga should have. And I was like, wait, I don't even remember she even did it. Last year's one was The Weeknd, right? Yeah, I didn't watch I, it. I don't I didn't see it either, to be fair. I don't know who actually was the National Anthem, to be fair. But, who, yeah. sung, who sung it on Beyonce's year? I actually don't remember that either. Oh, God, <laughs> so weird. For some reason, obviously, like, I guess because it was Beyonce singing, doing the whole thing, and nobody really, like, remember. Well, I don't remember because I was just thinking about Beyonce. To be yeah. Honest. So, yeah. yeah. But this year seems quite... I don't know. I guess because we were focused on it, we were very aware of, like, who's doing what. Everything, I mean, if yeah. We're more aware of who sang the National Anthem this year. And, yeah, so that makes sense. Um, I guess we spoke about like favorite national anthems. Have you have any? Do you have any favorite national? Not national. Favorite Super Bowl performances. <laughs> yeah, so I watched a few again. Um, when uh, before you recorded as well, so I watched Michael Jackson's one again. Yeah. And you know what's so funny about that one? Like he, he when he popped up here, he was standing there for time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like it was like <laughs> so he was standing there, and I was like pressing my thing to see like how long it's been into the video, and the video was like five minutes. I was like, and he still started, <laughs> but like it kind of added to the thing though, because obviously at that time that's when he was like the biggest. He was yeah. in, I think. Um, it was actually nineteen ninety three, I believe. So up oh, the best year because that's when I was born. <clears throat> questionable but okay <laughs> but um yeah the fact that he was just standing there and, like everyone was going crazy like wild 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 um it was just so it was just so like it kind of gave me a little bit of goosebumps um and i think the whole performance was really good as well obviously it's michael jackson so what do you expect obviously he's going to give a good performance so and also people like regard that as one of the best as well I'm mm. sure. um but not on the list because remember that list i, I sent you yeah, about the Super Bowl performances, but they put him at like number ten. Or yeah, he was at number ten or eleven, and I was yeah. a bit surprised, taken back by that. To be fair, but um, yeah, and, yeah. But I mean, the things that they put like above him were a bit questionable. But Very <laughs> um, so yeah, Michael Jackson. That's that's one of them. I have to put Beyonce there. Beyonce's one was so amazing to see, and I think it was. I think what was most amazing about it was it was before when she, it was before she dropped the self-titled digital drop. Yeah, which is so funny because I was like, imagine they did it like, I feel like now would be a good time for her to do a Super Bowl because she's had so many, you know, but then it was like, she only had a certain amount of albums out. But obviously yeah. there's Destiny's Child songs too, but yeah, right, yeah. It's a long time ago now. And the fact that she bang out Destiny's Destiny Child was just such a moment, iconic mm-hmm. moment. Because everyone, everyone was always asking for a Destiny's Child reunion anyway. Yeah. So... Even if we got it from in a in a in a small form, but it was worth it. Like it, mm-hmm. was, it was really good. But poor Michelle, though, like the memes. <laughs> I just I don't know like why people always attack that woman. I, I really know. Don't <laughs> I don't understand because she's in one of like the biggest girl groups, and it's just like they feel like they have to attack her with negativity. But I love the fact that she's a positive person and she throws it back in people's faces, so they can really. And I think she's got that like side to her where she'll check someone as well. I can tell. So, yeah. yeah, but they always have to. Like, nah, she's not the weakest link, so they need to just chill out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and my other favorite, I would say, Mm-mm-mm. I loved. I actually really liked Shakira and 
Jello's one too. Did you watch that one? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. You know, I actually did, and it was actually cool. I wondered why they just slapped two Latino women together. But um... I mean, both of them could have done it. This is again, both of them could have done it separately. Yeah. By themselves. Um, but I guess it was nice to see. They like. I mean, do they? Are they even like? Are they even like friends? <laughs> that's what I'm saying, bro. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just like they slapped two Latino women together and said, "Hey guys, we're both yeah, like." It just seems random. It seems random, innit? Go and perform your songs because I don't even know why they. Yeah, it seemed random, but I guess it worked in a way, as you said. It was actually decent. I watched it and it was actually good. Yeah. All these what had these all these tunes, so. Um and what else? What else? What else? That list put Prince at the top, but I've never seen it. I need to go watch it actually. You know, he's one was one of my favorites as well, as that linked in very, very well. Um because the reason why I think it's like it was the it was just like the scenery was amazing. The setup was good, like the purple. And then I think it started raining as well. And it was singing purple rain. And it was like that just fits obviously within that. So I think the aesthetic and the fact that it decided to rain at this specific time was like, whoa, dude, it's raining. Yeah, so I guess that's why. Everyone like loves or remembers that performance. Yeah, it was a good one though. Did that you is... know though on, that apparently Prince didn't like that performance, and up until he died, he was like keeping it off YouTube. Really, he didn't want it to be on YouTube. But ever since he died, obviously that like, they put it on YouTube now because they had the rights. But before that, he he was trying to keep it down from the internet, and I don't know why. I I couldn't when I read that, but he didn't say why. So mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, that's a, that's a random fact that. I wonder why he didn't like it. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah, I don't know, to be honest. I think it was a really good performance, in my opinion. I don't know why he didn't like it. But, you know, some people are perfectionists. So, and maybe he was one of the perfectionists. So maybe he yeah. just didn't like something in the performance. Oh, sorry, mentioning favourites. Yeah, mine, some of my your favourites are mine, too. So Michael Jackson, um, Beyonce, Destiny Child. And I also like Coldplay because they brought up Bruno and Beyonce. So... Yeah. You might as well just say Beyonce twice. <laughs> Basically, because I forgot <laughs> I forgot it was Coldplay's um Super Bowl show and I was like, Oh yeah, it was it was it wasn't Beyonce because she did it in 2013. Because they took over the whole show, her and Bruno, and with their two songs or that they performed. That was made it... that's the only thing that I watched. <laughs> yeah, okay, I don't even remember what Coldplay. I just remember like at the end of Uptime Funk, they all walked down like the some sort of runway stage thing. Yeah. And that's what I remember of Coldplay. But yeah, sorry Coldplay, I do like you guys anyway. But um yeah, those are my face, but you just made me think about Justin Timberlake and the fact that he did the 2019 one, I believe. Yeah, no, yeah. 18. 18, sorry. yeah. 18, sorry. 19 was Maroon 5. Yeah, and I was just thinking that like, he didn't bring out um, NSYNC, which was, mm, he didn't bring out, like, I feel like he could have brought out Janet to redeem the 2004 nonsense. He should have given that slot to Janet. <laughs> Basically, like, because of this, that whole controversy as well. The day of the Super Bowl, the day before, is always Janet Jackson Appreciation Day now. So, <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> like, Janet Jackson Appreciation Day was trending because people associate that event with, you know, the people trying to blackball her. So now, yeah, that's that's a thing now. It's actually a thing. But, um, and people support and, you know, talk about her and uplift her and stuff like that. Thing. So that's really nice of the community. But, yeah, he didn't bring out NSYNC. He didn't bring out um, Timberland. He didn't bring out... Um, what you call? You didn't bring anybody really. He was by himself. Yeah, it was just kind of dry, and I was like, "Bro, you could have brought out like Beyonce." This was after the Beyonce one, so you would think people would want to see you bring out your ex group members. Like people liked NSYNC, I'm sure, like the Backstreet Boys. I mean, I don't really know their songs more. Than, I know Backstreet Boys more, but I'm sure NSYNC were very popular too. So <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't think I even know NSYNC songs. <laughs> they got one song that Ariana Grande sampled and broke up with your girlfriend that I know. Because yeah. of that example, and um, I can't remember any instinct songs right now. No, me neither. Like, I, I definitely know Backstreet Boys more. Yeah, there's I think it's gone. I just remember the video. Backstreet Boys, back. all right. Yeah, definitely Backstreet Boys are more popular. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that was just a thing to mention because I was just thinking, um, like you could have really made amends for the Janet stuff, but um. I think watching her documentary, I don't know how far you got up to now, but um, she, I think she mentioned that in so the Janet documentary, I think she mentioned that she told him not to say anything after the incident. That's why he didn't say anything. And I was like, oh, okay. So yeah. that kind of answered my question, I guess. But I feel like she That's told crazy. him to basically just disattach from the situation because they're just attacking her. So she doesn't. There's no need for him to be attacked too. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Admirable, admirable of her, definitely. 
That is very ad- admirable. I didn't realise that it was kind of her that made him, like, not say anything. But then at the same time, like, do you think she was just doing that because she just didn't want the... The thing is, that by her doing that, I think it made more drama than she wanted. Like, so she was trying true. to avoid the drama, but it, was, but it made, like, <laughs> more drama. Yeah, because I think so, it looked bad that he didn't say anything and made it worse. Because I feel like if he had just, like, said, oh, it was an accident, like... Then but it was him. It was definitely it was him that pulled it down. So. That's the thing, and it's just like. But then for some reason she got blamed for it. That's why I was feel like she should have just said something. Even if she said, you know, like when someone tells you, your friend tells you, I don't don't say anything, and you're like, no, I'm gonna say something just because. And I think they did have a relationship, like a cool relationship. Then like friends or whatever. So he could have probably defended her. He was very young then, though, so I would say that. But do you know? What's, do you, sorry, do you know what's a shame is the fact that that performance of him, um, Janet and Justin was actually a really good performance, but it's just so overshadowed by the. Yeah, the, the nipple gate that people don't really speak about it like as a performance, but it's, it's I watched it and I was just like, okay, it was actually really it was decent. Yeah, but, I went back because I didn't I didn't watch it like properly. I just remember like seeing the bit, the nipple gate thing, and I saw that that P Diddy performed, and I was like, oh okay, it was a whole like thing. Yeah, it was it was it was quite cool, but yeah, um, yeah it's so overshadowed now, so it's kind of a shame. Yeah, it really is a shame to be honest, but I guess I don't know. One day I heard the Super Bowl are able to. I think she should do it again and should, be able yeah. to redeem herself because that kind of she was blackballed from the industry from two thousand and four. So a lot of things changed for her. Um, I'm sure, like she got a lot of negative press, as we know. So I feel yes. like she could be allowed to redeem herself. That just shows the times, like how times have changed. Because I feel like if that happened now, it, it wouldn't be so, like such a big thing. Nobody would care. Like, nobody, <laughs> like, literally, nobody would care. Nobody but like care. the fact that she was like blackballed from the industry, it just so it shows how like far we've progressed <laughs> and, uh, that was just cra- it's crazy how you could just like your career could be over just for like a little thing like that but um but yeah speaking of her documentary like since we're like on the topic of janet what are some of the things that you found out that you didn't necessarily knew know before so i think in terms of janet jackson i didn't really know much about her generally speaking so i watched it because i wanted to learn more about her i think most people know more about michael being like yeah, you know they're both superstars in their own right. But yeah, Michael Jackson obviously just has a stronger foundation in some people's lives more so than Janet, I would say. And that was the case for me. But I learned more about um, their family situation. Um, I like the way they spoke about their dad. They didn't really speak negatively of him. I think that they just basically like said that he was, you know, kind of strict and stuff. And like mm-hmm. the boys would like run inside when they would see him come in um, from playing and then go and play the instruments and stuff. So I like the fact that it wasn't too negative. I think I learned about her relationships and how one thing that stood out was relationships, I guess, and how the men have does, did her dirty in every single relationship, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, except the Renee guy, I just feel like they kind of drifted and he kind of changed. But Jermaine cheated on her. The guy, the barge was a drug addict. It's like she just had. But then just got into bad the, relationship. But the thing with the barge, the the barge was that I think Janet. She even said herself, she married him just because she wanted to be free from That's her true. dad. Mm. So it's kind of like a two-way thing. But I, I guess at the same time, she obviously did, like, love him a little bit, so. Yeah. So, yeah, he did kind of do a day little... Um, and the fact that when she was saying that she, like, was worried about him, like, on the streets at this time and this time and, like, looking for him and calling his phone... Or not, not calling his phone. Did they even have phones then? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Some big old cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think you're right. Like, her, her boyfriend's... At, it, even up until now, I've just it's really sad to see, to be honest. And she has yeah. been, well, she has one one child, I think. Yeah, she's got a son, and he wasn't even too long ago. I think he should be like five now. Um, yeah, and I just think it was good because, as I said, I didn't know much about her, and I highlighted um, like some of the creative processes. I saw her writing with Michael Scream, which was really good because I think a lot of people discredit singers and don't really mention like that you know they're songwriters too, they're dancers, they're actors, they're actresses, and that kind of thing. So that was interesting. Um, what else stood out to me? The fact that um, her Renee husband was the one that was holding her breasts on that, um, on that yeah, album. Yeah, I was shocked at that as well. I was like, yeah. okay, that's a good fact to know. I was like, oh, yeah. But anything, um, did anything stand out to you about the documentary from the parts you've seen? So, one of the things that stood out to me was the fact that like her first album, mm. like, I, I just never pictured Janet to be like that cheesy pop 80s girl. <laughs> That's why it didn't work, clearly. It wasn't her. <laughs> it 
those songs were so cheesy. God. No, those songs were trash. It was actually so trash. Bruh. So that kind of like, it was like, okay, so it kind of makes sense. Like, I didn't even know that that album existed before the documentary. Yeah, album. there was two, like two, that album and there was another one. So she had two releases prior to Control mm-hmm. that came out. And as you said, like they just didn't make much impact because she was being controlled and her dad was so heavily involved and the label wanted her to sound like this and all these other things. So yeah, <laughs> peak. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad, and that's why I love that uh, the album title control. It just fits mm. so perfectly because obviously she wants to take control. But even then, um, so when that when she released that album, what I was surprised to see on the documentary was that, um, even when she was touring, well, she was she was doing like an interview tour, on mm. media tour as they say, um, around Europe, and they, all they could ask her, even this album was like one of the best selling albums at that time. All they could ask her about was Michael. Michael so I was just Michael, like, Michael. oh my god. Like when I was hearing that, I was just like, "Oh my god!" That's just... And you can see in her face when she was um, being asked, like, "Like, why are you asking me this?" And she and she was always in that shadow, which I didn't realize that she was so much in his shadow. Because mm-hmm. I always saw them as two separate artists. To be honest, I never saw them as like, I never saw her as like um, Michael's sister. I saw at least she saw them as Janet Jackson and Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of shocking, not shocking, but like surprising to see um, that they like she was in his shadow for a long time. Yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah, I agree. One thing I do say that I liked is that she would answer the questions and you could see that she was annoyed that they were asking about her brother, but she would answer in a respectful way that wasn't anything shady towards him. So yeah. it would be like, well, they would be like, oh, what do you think Michael's doing now? I'm just looking at them like, what kind of question is this? Yeah, how how is she supposed to know what he's doing <laughs> right at this moment? And she'll be like, oh, I don't know, probably whatever. And then she would just, you know, move on. But yeah, it can probably be annoying, but they didn't allow... I love the fact that it showcased her relationship and I know that, I didn't know that they were so close like it showed that she really loved her brothers her family but then they um, drifted yeah like they drifted but like I can just tell that she loved Michael and even the beginning when she saw the mural of like, her brother she started crying within the first few minutes of the documentary oh yeah that was so sweet that was touching man so I was like and, uh, and Randy her brother I didn't know what he looked like because obviously a lot of them have had surgery well not all of a lot of them but you know some of them had surgery so i didn't re- realize that he's always with her like i've seen him around her quite a lot so they generally work together a lot they are close they're very yeah close. they're really close and i really loved that it showcased that relationship with um them and she did say that her michael and randy were like really close um low-key one thing i thought was funny is that <laughs> latoya didn't get a mention really in the documentary. <laughs> latoya is the that one that's just she's just yeah, there. <laughs> You know what, the beginning of the documentary, her, their sister Rebby was talking, Rebby, Rebby, was talking about, oh, she was so happy when she had a sister. And I was like, wait, you had Latoya. I was thinking, then she corrected herself saying, <laughs> oh, shade, and brother, sister. The actual shade of <laughs> yeah, bro. I was like, swear down, you forgot about Latoya, because I was thinking to myself, wait, is she just, um, you know, not there anymore? Like, was no one talking about her no more? But she's the one that was speaking out and doing all yeah. kinds of interviews and saying all kinds of things, and I think they didn't really appreciate it as a family, so. Yeah, I get, I get it. Um, and also one thing that I didn't realise before that was in the documentary was that Rhythm Nation, like one of her most iconic songs, mm. she was almost not even going to make that album because there was, um, the label wanted her to make something more similar, similar to, control. to Control. Yeah. And also I didn't realise that, it made, like when I was watching it, you know how she was in the studio recording? Mm. Um, and I can't remember who who it was that was speaking about I think it was the producers of the album. What's his name? They were Jimmy Jam and yeah, that's him. Terry yeah, that's that's him. Yeah. And he was like, oh, um, uh, the label didn't want the that sort that sort of sound. Yeah. But um, they were like, oh, we're just gonna record it and not tell the label. And I was just like, can you actually do that? Like, how's mm-hmm. that? I guess, mm-hmm. I guess, I guess, studio um, studio sessions are separate. But then, like, does that would that work today? The thing is, low key. Like, I've heard of instances like that. Like, I've heard of people, like, recording stuff, labels not liking it, and then them leaking it to the radio. So, um, Amory did that with one thing, because I think they were trying to snatch it from her and give it to J-Lo. And then she just released her version to the radio with the producer or something, and then it took off. So, yeah, people do kind of try to keep things from labels sometimes, but would it work today? I don't really know. I, feel like... I think the label is going to be there, like, watching you. Yeah, they want to know what you're recording now, yeah. especially. I think then maybe, like, there wasn't really probably not A&Rs and whatever as much as now. So now there's, like, someone involved in the label in most processes, I'm sure. So might be able to get... <laughs> so that reminds me of this. when she was in the studio recording. Um, and she was... <laughs> she got angry. 
she calls her angry, but the thing is, yeah, because her voice is so soft, like when she yeah. gets angry, you don't even know that she's angry. She still sounds like she's just talking yeah. to me. Yeah, she was... but they were laughing at the fact that she was whispering. Yeah, but they didn't want to like they didn't give her direction though. They were like, no, oh, they didn't. What's more energy you doing? You know, that stuff. And I was just like, it's not direction you give somebody because what does that mean? And she was like, No, you guys, I'm not happy about this. Like, no, no, I don't know if I'm going home. No, 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 no. I was like, Oh, Janet, it's okay. It's all right. Bless her, bless her, bless her, bless her. Oh, God. Such a good documentary though. I love the way it was done. Yes, it was put together really well. So, um, if anyone hasn't watched it, please do watch. The Janet Jackson do- documentary. I think it's on Sky as well, but it's on those, you know, those funky websites where you can watch it for free, guys. Yes, on Lifetime if you're in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So, do you say, uh, just to wrap it up, would you say that this Super Bowl was a success? Yes, I would say that it was really good. Um, I enjoyed the performances. I was surprised that it was so cohesive. And my standout was Kendra Lamar for sure. How about you? What would you say? I definitely was pleasant, pleasantly surprised, even though there was a few, few things that I would have changed, I think. Mm. Um, I think, and definitely, 100%, Kendrick was the, the standout. So, I'm, I'm yeah. like, hats off to him, because he really pulled it out of the bag. He did. Uh, yeah. If I could just, like, it, it sounds mad to say, but I would, like, just isolate that performance and just watch that over and over again. Yeah, you're lucky, though. Somebody will edit and chop it, chop it up and edit it yeah. and just put it on YouTube by itself, to be fair. Yeah. Mary did good as well. I just wish she chose a different song. Yeah, but the song that when she did perform no drama, it was it was a good um good performance. Her vocals were really good. So mm-hmm. yeah, hats off to Mary too. Although I mi- I was missing that Mary dance, the Mary leg kick. Ah, I wish I just if I you I, know ah, it's okay. That's like her most iconic thing. So I'm so surprised that she didn't do it. But... I know I don't know why she didn't. It would have just made everything amazing as like as more amazing than it was anyway but yeah it would have topped it off basically okay but overall i think it was it was a quite a good super bowl people are saying it's the best of all time but i don't agree yeah it was good i think it was an iconic moment in hip-hop definitely like it will be spoken about for many years to come and there will be like the next super bowls will have a lot to live up to i think because this is kind of stamped like that's uh, true yeah the performance in a lot of people's heads so i think a lot of people will be like Oh, Super Bowl performances! Wow, you know that one was really, really good up there. It is it's yeah. definitely higher, yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't say it's the best, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, well, definitely up there, top five, I would say. I think from the ones yeah. I've seen anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so I think it's time to update the playlist. Yes, if you didn't know, we have um, a playlist on Spotify called the Rated Playlist, and each week we add a new school and old school song. And today it's my turn to add the new song and Ollie's turn to add the old school song. Yep. So, would you like to go first? Okay, cool, I'll go first. Um, So since we're talking about Janet Janet Jackson, I've kind of been like going back to to some of her old songs because I was never really a big listener of Janet Jackson, if Mm. I'm honest. Because I feel like she was kind of just just a little bit past our time. Mm, Yeah. So, um, I've been going back and I'm going to put Call On Me uh, featuring Nelly. Um, by Jan- yeah, Janet Jackson and Nelly, call on me. And I really like the um, the the beat, the, not the beat, the the melody. It's mm. in my head like, all constantly. Like when mm. I'm at work, I'm just, just singing it in my head. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> That's a big <laughs> What'd you say? I said you're even smiling. So I you know, know, I'm just happy. <laughs> 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 I actually really like that song as well. That's a really good song. I think she was she reinvented herself really well. Like those 2006 and 2008 times. So, yeah, and Jermaine Dupree's a good producer as well, generally. So, yeah, I think he produced that. So, yeah, good choice. Love that. I rate that. Um, My song is going to be... I mean, I've, Nicki Minaj is back, baby. Baby! Yeah. Nicki Minaj yeah, is yeah. back. So I'm going to add um, Do We Have a Problem featuring Lil Baby? Just because um, I think I listen to that more than Bussin. I think I like it more than Bussin, to be honest. So Really? I thought you would like Bussin more. I do you know I love a club song, yeah. And I like the song Fifi um with that guy. Um but I just don't isn't I prefer to be have a problem to be honest. I like it's just more raw to me and I just like the the cadences and I like her singing in it as well. I actually, really I, actually like, like I was gonna say I liked I like the way she vocal like when she's like, Do we have a problem? Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, me too. And I like the yeah, I just like the the back and forth as well. I everything about it and was good. So I yes, yeah, Nicki Minaj and Lil Baby, do we have a problem? That's it. 
cool. That's a good choice. Good choice. Good choice. Good choice. That's our first, our first Nikki song on the, the playlist. It's surprising. We'll talk about her all the time. Both Nikki stands up in here. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that brings us to the end of the episode. Um, thank you guys for listening as always. And please don't forget to share, share, <laughs> to like. <laughs> please continue to stream. Um, please rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And yeah, share, with, share with somebody who you know you feel like like to listen to us British lads talking about music and stuff. You know what I mean? So yep. please and follow us on the on our Instagram page is the, the Rated Podcast. And I'm at Olivade. And I'm at Carl CNN. And thank you for listening. And we'll speak at you next week. Is there... Peace. Bye. Bye.